you have your Bibles and want to follow along, you turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Just reading a few verses here at the end of the chapter, verses 35 through 39. Well, Chris, you really blessed me to see you walking in. Good to see your family. Yeah, you too, lady. Back there, lady. Uh, she's been having to work on Sunday so many weeks, and it's been uh, a while. It's good to see you here. Romans chapter 8, beginning to read at verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or pearl, or sword? As it is written, for your sakes we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. And everyone said, Amen. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Lord, bless this scripture to our hearts and minds today. Thank you for this good Lord's day. How we were blessed and challenged, Lord, in the Sunday school hour. And now the worship team is a lifted us heavenward as we sang these songs of praise to you. Oh, thank you, Lord, that truly we are more than overcomers. We're conquerors, and it's through Jesus Christ. One that loved us so much that he took our place in Calvary's cross. Now we pray that you guide us as we continue the worship service today. Fill our mouth, Lord, with your words and thoughts. Challenge us together. That we can just lay aside the things of the weekend and focus on you today and on your word. And I just pray your blessings in each heart and each life. In Jesus' worthy name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. As I was reading that scripture in verse 35, and I came across the word pearl, what do you think my mind went to? Ken knows. <laughs> That's what the insurance company calls what we have over here. It's a pearl, right? A pollutant, and they don't cover that. Well, thank you for your prayers. This Quite a journey for Faith and I uh, in our office work. Uh, it's interesting. We're at home and we're working. All I need is the office. So we go to the office. She works a little there. Oh, what I need is back home. So it's been a little journey. But to appreciate that the Lord is with us. And I felt today His presence is such a real thing. I think He is trying to bless us and then encourage us no matter what comes our way. Well, we read it there. Distress, persecution, so forth. Things that are coming that we aren't even aware of down the way he has promised he's going to do this. And he's going to be there and we are helping spread. And so things present or things that come. God is with us. They cannot separate us from his love. <coughs> Rome was a very beautiful place. It still is in a way. I don't know if anyone here has ever been to Rome. 
hell I saw. And you see that all the antiquity had twitched. Say it for me. Thank you. All the beauties that are there, can you imagine what it would have been like in Paul's day? That's hard to imagine. History tells us it was a city of over one million people back in the Apostle Paul's time. It's where Venus, the goddess, goddess of love, and Mars, the god of war, were worshipped. It was called the city of love, where people had stopped worshipping God and they had stooped so low that now they're worshiping the creature. Sounds a little bit like society today in some, some places. These Romans had corrupted themselves in the same manner that the people had back in Sodom and Gomorrah. The words from Romans 1 24 through 27. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth for a lie, and worshiped and served the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, and even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves a penalty of the error which was due. I think the scripture is so clear there, it leaves no doubt in our mind what Paul is referring to. You know, we're living in a day that there's many people, including pastors, that say that Paul wasn't speaking here against sexual perversion, such, such as homosexuality and the lesbian lifestyle. While society tends to rationalize certain sins, God still punishes all sin. Going back to Romans 8, Paul here is now preaching to the Romans about Jesus Christ and his forgiving grace. Even though they had stooped so low into sin, Jesus still loved them. And that's something we should never forget. God loves everybody. And he wants to change that vile, sinful person into someone of beauty that worships him. I'm so glad that he hears any and all who call on his name. Amen? He heard you, he heard me one day, and he still is answering for that, for those that seek him. So glad we're still serving the same God today, and there's no, it doesn't matter what sin may be in your life, there's forgiveness for it. God wants to cleanse every heart. And so Paul is here preaching deliverance from the power of the flesh. Back in verse 2, he says, for the law of the sin of life for the law of the spirit of life in Jesus Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. And so in Christ, there's no longer a sentence there of the law, but there's that empowerment of the Holy Spirit to live for Christ. Amen. Amen. So with the Holy Spirit living within us and empowering us, we then can live in such a way to please 
and bring honor and glory to the Lord. In verse 16, Paul tells us the Spirit is going to bear witness with ours that we are now the children of God. Then in verse 31, he says that God is for us. Who can be against us? The Spirit of God is working in all of our behalf today to draw us closer to the Lord. And in verse 35, Paul speaks of the question, or he asks the question, and he wants to direct our attention here today. Who, and I'll add, or what, can separate us from the law or the love of Christ? And he's on to name several things. Let's consider them together today. Can tribulation? What about persecution? Or danger? Can separate us from the love of God? Well, let's look first of all at tribulation. Anybody experience tribulation in your life ever? Oh, I don't believe. Yes, you and I are the only ones. Oh, Jim. Well, we know that as long as we live in this world, we're going to have trials and tribulations. I think we have to be ashamed to admit that. We all are experiencing these things. But the Bible is, you know, it, it's very clear on that thought. But why is it that way? It's because the devil, or Satan, who is the prince and power of the air, is at work. He hasn't sat down, he hasn't taken vacation. But right away, I think, but neither has God. Amen? <laughs> yes. The devil hates Jesus. And all that love Jesus, he's going to hate. So don't be surprised that he's your enemy and my enemy. His desire is to trip us up wherever we can, and we will fall. Some years ago, there was a, proper, a popular saying out that said, the devil made me do it. Remember hearing that? Well, in a sense, I thought that was a cop-out, but in another sense, well, I guess there's a lot of truth to that. He's the one that brings the temptation. He brings trials and tribulation. He's going to fight you, my friend, until you take your last breath. Ooh, that sounds awful harsh, but remember, God is going to be with you just the same to your last breath. John tells us in John 16, verse 33, in the world, you will have tribulation. I think that Naomi, bless her heart, had a fall this week. I'm sure if you'd ask me, well, tribulation she's experiencing. And beautiful Arn, I know you, you want to help your wife sometimes, and sometimes you don't know what else you can do. But thank the Lord we can all pray. So let's remember Naomi. Give her a call this week. Or a, Heart of encouragement. It might be you next week. You never know. No, not. But we read in James 1, verse 2, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. I don't know that I've ever heard somebody say, Oh, Pastor, I'm so glad I have a trial today. No. You know, as long as we're here, we're going to come face to face with trials of some kind or another. 
How many remember the old patriarch by the name of Job? <laughs> you know that story. We've read it. We've studied it over the years. The Bible says he was the richest man in the East. He had a big family. Seven sons and three daughters. Ten children. Wow, that's a blessing. I think. I had three. That was a blessing. He owned large herds of donkeys, oxen, camel, sheep, you name it. Job 1 1 says, There was a man in the land of Uz, you see, that's an interesting place, whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, one that feared God and shunned evil. And then in verse 8, the devil came before the, the Lord, and he said, then the Lord is speaking to the devil. He said, have you considered my servant, Job? There's none like him in all the earth. A blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Well, the devil said, certainly, I can see why he's blessed. You've got a hedge around him. I can't even get close to him. Doesn't that thrill you? You're living for the Lord and uh, loving him with all your heart and shunning all evil. There's a hedge around you. Well, the Lord says, all right, I'll let you test him, but don't touch him. Well, the devil didn't lose much time, did he, to bring Hanok on his possessions and even his family. The Sabaeans killed all the servants but one. Lightning killed all the livestock and all the workers but one. His children were eating together in his eldest son's home. We're having a wonderful time of fellowship together as we do. But a terrible wind came up. I don't know if it's a hurricane or a tornado, but it destroyed the house, killing all his children. One servant was saved. Wow. One would think, how could anyone? How could you hold up under something like this? But what did Job say? Scripture says he rose. Yes, he tore his clothes and grieved in humility, shaved his head in mourning, fell to the ground, and worshiped God. That's the key. And he said, The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this Job did not sin, or charged God with wrong. And oh, yes, the devil came back again and said, Well, he's still. Faithful you because I haven't touched him. And then the Lord said, All right, you can't take his life. And yes, one attack he had. Boils all over his body. Uh, pain racked his body. But through great distress, he said, Though he's swaying, yet will I trust him. Job remained true in his faith and in his integrity. Psalmist says in Psalm 27 5, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Praise the Lord. What a promise. Yes, tribulation comes. We have the power to overcome because Jesus Christ is with us. Job didn't curse God, nor did he give up. And neither should we. Amen. Tribulation, these times of persecution, always keep trusting the Lord. 
talking this morning with Sam a little bit there about my nephew and the things that come into life. We often, as Sam said, we often have more questions than answers. And I, I had just texted uh, Kelly, his wife, and my sister Doris, the mother, that a lot of things in this life are not going to make sense, but someday they will. This is the time for us to trust God and pray for his will to be done. The early church experienced much persecution after Pentecost. The apostles were brought before the council. They were judged, they were beaten, they were told, don't go out and preach in the name of Jesus. Many believers were in prison. Yes, you know the story of the deacon, Stephen, he, he was stoned to death for his testimony of faith. You know, in the day in which we live today, are you aware there's more Christians dying from the faith in the world than any other generation? I just recently uh, saw the news of a, a big, huge industrial machine tearing down one of the largest churches in China. They seat 5,000 people. How would we feel if the government came to pour our church away? Christians are experiencing that. Churches are being burned to the ground. Homes are being destroyed. Pastors are being killed or imprisoned. But the church is growing at a faster rate today than ever before. I, I read something just recently in Iran, how the ladies are coming to Christ, and there's a, there's a revival movement across the country in Iran. And it's happening in other places as well. God calls us to be what? Overcomers. Overcomers, no matter what we may experience. Revelation verse 5 of chapter 3 says, He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Oh, I had to think of Paul and Silas. They were arrested for their preaching. Run in jail, beaten, put in chains. And oh, they were just thinking how terrible it was and moaning and groaning, right? At midnight, they were singing praises to the Lord. And I don't think they were quiet about it. I think all those in that jail heard these men. And you know what they had to think? Oh, these guys, look what they just experienced, and they're so happy in this God they love and serve. There must be something to this. It matters how we react when problems come our way because there's a world looking on. That sometimes we speak greater volumes than anything else. And so, yes, Paul and Silas have said it. Uh, feeling bad for themselves and quitting, they were singing and praising the Lord. Something happened. An earthquake! Let's be warned. Think twice before you praise and sing. You never know what might happen. But an earthquake came so violently that the chains fell off, the doors swung open. The jailer came running, thinking all oh, was lost. He's ready to take his life because he was responsible for all these inmates. And Paul cried out, Whoa, stop, we're all here. What? 
we're all here. You know the story. Before morning came around, that jailer and all his household had turned to the living God. They washed their wounds of Paul and Silas and brought them in, I'm sure, gave them something to eat and, and praising the Lord for what God was doing. Never, never give up when tests and trials come. James 4, verse 7, there's good advice for all of us. It says, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and what? So what about pearl? What about sword? Paul was much acquainted with these things. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 24-27, he said, from the Jews, five times I received forty stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and day I've been in the deep, and journeys often, and pearls of water, and pearls of robbers, and on and on it goes. Ooh, and we thought we had it there. And all of this, Paul maintained his integrity. Never blamed God, never, never charged God foolishly, but rather he lifted up the name of the Lord in praise and worship. This is why he could later tell Timothy, I have had, I have fought the good fight of faith. I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. Not to me only, but to also all who have loved his appearing. Brandon, if you remember or not, that was the text that I used at Mills for Mills. And that's something all of us, when we come down to the end of life, should be able to say, I have fought with my I've kept the faith. That's what we need to desire. All this determined about to hold steady today. Keep on keeping on. Jesus will Sunday call us home. Are you for the grave of other action? Are you with me in my desire to be the very best in his service, whatever the Lord calls us to do? Life brings things sometimes we aren't ready for. But remember, Jesus knows before we do. He's going to be there. He's going to help you. Maybe this morning you're weary and tired. Perhaps discouraged today. Oh, dear friend, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Tell him all about it because he cares. Yes, he cares. Praise his name. Let's stand together as the worship team comes down.